to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Wake the Bear Radio. Good to see you, Chris. I know, it's just the two of us. What's up with that? I don't know. Brandon decided to take a vacation uh, out in Hawaii, and so we are uh, we're happy for him. We'll live vicariously through him as he sits out in the sun, and we st- we have rain coming tonight or tomorrow out in Northern California, in the Bay Area, Santa Cruz. But uh, you know, sometimes you have to take a vacation because you know all this stuff that's happening in the news cycle and around the world that could really drag you down sometimes if you focus in on that. And sometimes you just need to take a step back. And I think it's really good that he's doing that. And it's probably good that we all think about doing that as well. Take a little time, smell the roses, spend time with the family, spend time in prayer. So, yes, definitely. Yeah, what do you do for uh, for decompression when you're feeling it and you're going, oh, I got to get out? Or what, what do you do? Well, you know, I went uh, two days ago, I went out Cal- um kite surfing on the California coast. And it was just really nice. First time in three weeks and three weeks may not sound like a long time for a lot, but I usually go at least weekly. And so it was, I, it just felt really good just to get out again. Um, and it was, you know, we had so many storms and stuff in the past several weeks. So it's really nice just to have some sunshine, although still cold. Um, but it was just really refreshing. And I think of Jesus when he, you know, sometimes he had a yeah, crowds are pressing in on him and he's just like, you know, I need to get in the boat, get a little distance. I, I think sometimes that might have been his go-to place. I know that he spent much time with the father in prayer. Um, but what about you? What do you do uh, to decompress? Well, I love to get my feet on the ground. So, And I love to break a sweat and I like a good climb. So I find where there's some hills and I go out and get in mm-hmm. nature. And then I have a blast taking got a good eye of finding uh, living things while I'm out. So I take little videos and I've got four grandchildren. So I'll, I'll send them a video of the deer or the turtles or the ducks or the salamanders that I find. Today, I, I sent them, uh, there are these frogs in this pond that were the size of a dinner plate. They were bullfrogs. Wow. And I've tried to sneak up on them before and get some shots. So I was stealth today and I got them and sent those off. It's like I'm the science teacher for my grandkids. So that just gives me a lot of joy and it keeps me connected with my family. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, nature, you know, God's creation has something something special. Uh, you know, I don't get that when I'm walking down a cement, uh, alleyway, you know, like I get, (laughs) although I mean, I know there's nice places, you know, whether it's be Paris or whatever, you know, I'm sure it's nice, but there's something about nature and I don't know if the body just reacts to the creation that we were made a part of, um, you know, but, uh, I wanted to share this picture that a friend of mine had sent me. Uh, She's up in, um, no, it's actually, it was on her Facebook page and she has a place up in Tahoe and she caught, um, I don't know if it's a brown bear or black bear, what kind of bear it is, but she caught it out in the snow. And I was thinking, don't they hibernate in the winter? Uh, Because we're wanting to wake these bears, you know. 
That's and right. That basically, I, I thought, you know, it's springtime. They're supposed to come out. So we've got some stuff where we want to wake our bears here in California today. And uh, so we got some news. Hopefully it'll shake some people awake. And we have some things from the Trump rally that was Waco, Texas this weekend. And uh, Trump released some ideas and solutions. And he reminds us where we are, where, where we were two years ago with him and where we can be again if we reelect him. And then there are some other news items that happened. And I know uh, we've, we had some derailments again this week. So lots happened. And what we want to do is make people aware many of these things are not just coincidences. We need to pay attention and realize we're in a cosmic battle and it's good against evil, and it's um, it is a spiritual battle as well as a physical battle. So absolutely, it is. It is. So, what do you want to uh, cover first? We could cover. Do you want to cover the Trump rally? Sure, we can go there. Yeah, yeah. we certainly can. Um, he, uh, I, I know that Matt Gates was there, and he was part of that that Trump rally. It was in Waco, Texas. I believe it was on the tarmac at their airport in Waco. And so uh, what was cool is uh, I listened to it, um, but I didn't hear the first part, which was where Trump actually, he flew in on his kind of Air Force Trump one, landed right on the tarmac, got out. Evidently he'd been playing golf earlier today uh, earlier that day, it was yesterday, I believe, was the rally. And he got out. He was in his uh, more casual than usual. And he got out and and he began um, the music that played was that uh, J6 song that yeah. um, has just been recorded. Uh, it's ju Justice for All. Is Justice for All. Yeah. Calling it. So it was that number one song on uh, iTunes. So it's a combination of our national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. And the J6 are singing the national anthem. They, the, I guess Cash Patel went in and recorded it with some other people. At nine o'clock, they, they sing it every single night. So they got it on record. And then uh, President Trump was saying the Pledge of Allegiance and they, they married the two together beautifully. So that's what it came in on. That was yeah. That's a great song. I uh, I purchased it. You know, I definitely want to add that to the collection, uh, and also support. I guess it got number one on some other billboards as well, uh, not just iTunes. Um, but yeah, that's it. A great great song to to enter in. And you know, Matt Gates he kicked off the rally, and you know, Matt Gates has just been on fire as well, just doing really well, uh, putting holding certain people, you know, in investigation, holding their feet to the fire. And uh, I'm really impressed with him lately. So I, I'm, it's, I'm glad to see Matt's able to get out there and, and do that. Um, you know, but he, he I know that, uh, you know, part of that rally, he talked about, you know, this whole thing with the uh, Alvin Biggs, you know, the, the Manhattan, mm -hmm. yeah. New York uh, district attorney that seems to be going after him. Uh, not seems he is. I, I, I did actually a daily pause, um, yesterday on it and it was you know it's very interesting how he 
Well, we should probably just cover that later. Let's continue on with it. But it, well, he, he opened up the rally, didn't he? Trump, Trump, he, and the way that he he can do is he brought the attention. He doesn't hide from controversy, does he? I mean, no. It's like right there in your face, and he addresses it. There are no elephants in the room with Donald Trump. He brought forth. I think it, it's actually probably a good time to address it because. Um, he said basically that he shared there were two people in Alan Biggs office that resigned because they were so anti um, what was going on in the DA's office. And then he gave a little background of Alan Biggs and um, just share some of the facts maybe that you you uh, shared yesterday in your bear paws. Oh, yeah. It, basically, Alan uh, or Alvin Biggs, he he. He, he came out on a platform when he was elected uh, to be a DA, and the platform was, I'm going to get Trump. So rather than having a platform of, hey, I'm going to lower crime, lower violence, uh, I've got these programs, uh, rehabilitation, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and I'm going to be tough in the courts, his platform was, I'm going to get Trump. That right there should be a red flag for anybody on both sides of the aisle because it's like – New Yorkers want to have a safe place and they know it's not safe. It is that epic proportions. They're saying how unsafe it is to walk the streets of New York. And, and we see that because there's no consequence. There's no rule of law. You get away with anything, especially if it's politically motivated. So that was the first red flag. Um, the other one was that his case uh, is not a case at all. So what he did is I, I guess he spent several months trying to find something and he could not find anything. Trump literally, President Trump is literally clean on all these fronts, uh, you know, the taxes and all that stuff. And so he came up with a, uh, an old case that was thrown out by uh, the Department of Justice because of lack of evidence. They didn't know the intention. And it was all based on um, – Stormy Daniels, that uh, supposedly she had gotten hush money right before the 2016 election. Now, this supposed affair happened 10 years earlier in 2006. So it, it's kind of an old, old thing. But in 2016, allegedly, um, he paid $130,000. Uh, actually, it was Michael Cohen that paid that. Uh, and so Michael Cohen was the one who instigated doing that, pushed for doing that. Uh, some people think that M Michael Cohen was the one having the affair and he mm -hmm. wanted to pay her off. And, um, you know, Michael Cohen has a whole bunch of uh, skeletons in his closet and some are completely out. Uh, you know, he got convicted of nine counts of um, criminal behavior. One of those was lying to Congress. And so he's already disqualified himself mm -hmm. as a witness. He's been disbarred. He's no longer a an attorney because of his breaking the law yeah, that's and right. disregard for the law. So he's really, um, it's not the kind of witness you would like. This is a guy that actually set up his own um, Twitter account and it was women for Cohen. And it, it would say something like he's oh sexy. He's a pit bull. He's a, you know, oh my uh, all sense kind of guy and all this stuff, you know, and it was all made up by him. Oh, that is, that's pitiful. That this, is, this is one of the memes that was going around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. oh, well, the Patriots, you know, when they start memeing, if you, all you need to do is goad them a little bit and they come up with some funny things. 
that they do that they do you know and um I, I guess she's bringing it upon herself you know so it's it's uh, sad to see that people chase money and they do anything for money whether it be that profession or going after trump you know um so what else was there so that oh statute of limitations so yeah. a state case the statute of limitations is two years it's 2016 so it would have ran out in 2018 so um Braggs, Alvin Braggs decides I'm going to make this a federal case because it was a federal election uh, that this money came from. And so that puts it to five years. But if you had five years to 2016, you're still at 2021. So it's past the statute of limitations. So really, he doesn't have a he has an expired case, a case that was thrown out by uh, Department of Justice because it didn't have enough. And his star witness is a is a known liar that went to jail uh, for all kinds of tax fraud and lying to Congress. So I don't know what he's thinking. And then his own people within, like you said, one uh, two of his top investigators resigned from the investigation, saying, "Hey, we don't want anything to do with this." Even Alvinetti, who represented Stormy yeah. Daniels, he even said that uh, the Trump defense team is going to just destroy Cohen. Um, so. Yeah. Even even when your enemies speak um, in your favor, you know you're in good stance. So I look forward to it. And, and, and what it is, it shows that Donald Trump is a 5D chess player. He is he is 10 steps ahead. And so when they went after him, you know, and they were starting to formulate, hey, we're gonna we're probably gonna go in and arrest him. What did he do? He made it public. He said, oh, you know, at at, at a rally uh, a week before, he said, you know, probably Tuesday. I'm going to be arrested. Yeah. Well, what did that do? It put everybody's <laughs> eyes on Alvin Bragg. What are you going to arrest him? What on? What's the case about? What is your, and all of a sudden, so what it, it did is it kept him from doing that shock and awe, like the uh, Roger Stone, you know, Roger Stone was uh, early in the morning. You know, they had like 20 cop cars, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, helicopter. Of course they had CNN set up camera crew before they even arrived. So somehow they got tipped. And they made this big spectacle. And so you saw Roger Stone in, in you know, uh, pretty much hogtied, you know, his handcuffs, I think ankle cuffs, you know, all this stuff. Some old guy, right? And, you know, and, and he didn't even offered to go in. So what was that? That was all for show. And that's yeah. what Alvin Braggs was going to do to President Trump. He was going to mm -hmm. show him in, in, you know, orange cuffed and, and the swamp creatures would rejoice with their evil snickers. You know, and and uh, and what happened? He deflated it. He beat him to the punch, and now the pressure's on him, and it's falling apart. So I, uh, my hat, my hat tip to uh, President yeah. Trump. He is a warrior. And a half. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant guy. Not afraid of controversy. Yeah, so. I mean, he started out the whole this whole um, uh, it, the rally, and this was his first rally for really the twenty twenty four presidential candidacy. We heard him in a major rally uh, back at CPAC, and he covered some of the same points, but he, there he was talking to young leaders and uh, people of his party and encouraging them. But this was really the first, it was the launch of his 2024 election as far as a campaign speech, an official one. And he just boldly came out and said, well, let's talk about the case that doesn't make any sense. And he went yeah. through all the things that basically he just went through. And then he said, now let's talk about the rigged justice system. And he said, uh, this is prosecu 
prosecutorial misconduct. And he went into why um, he believed that. And, you know, he just was really uh, brilliant in the way he reminded his listeners where we are in problems um, that the Dems are bringing up and trying to uh, slander his reputation and how the FBI um, is colluding with Twitter and Facebook. He didn't leave anything out. You know, he basically, it was a total reminder and he did a lot of one-liners that kept us, uh, so we wouldn't forget the pain that we've been in in the last two years and what exposure has happened. Uh, He basically said that if we don't choose differently in 2024, and he used these words, he said, America is doomed. And that includes shifting the way that we do elections. We've got to stop the steal and we've got to stop the cheating. And so the first part of his whole speech was uh, where we are right now. And, uh, and he was confronting it. He was saying honestly in this very brash way that his New York style, uh, which I think we've all gotten used to, and we realize, you know, you don't, you don't want a um, milk toast when you're dealing with the cabal. And he called them deep state. He called them demons. He called, he yeah. called them some harsh names um, that uh, felt kind of accurate, but that I wasn't used to that language over the air with, with a large crowd. And I think he's coming out boldly, um, and then he talked about the hits that he's taken. He's got, he, and he was saying, you know, I'm taking the hits, so you won't have to take the hits. And then he shared, you know, I can take it. And he um, he talked about some of the things that he'd suffered, but he said, you know, my family's taken a lot of hits too, and they had agreed to a lot of these things, but um, they have had to. Um, stand in this storm with me. But again, we're doing this because they're coming after you and I will stand between you and them. So uh, there were a lot of um, strong words from him. Um, I know, did, uh, did, were you able to listen to any part of it? Uh, parts of it, just uh, Eclipse, actually, this time. I, it was a busy weekend for me, so I did not uh, watch it in its entirety. Yeah, one of the things he said that was interesting, he said, uh, if I hadn't gotten in and if I hadn't stood up to China, we would never have known how dangerous they were, that there was a $600 billion a year deficit in trade deficit that they weren't, uh, that we were allowing them to kind of suck up our commerce. And uh, he said, if, if I hadn't done a little of the tariff work that I did that required them to pay what they needed to pay, they just kept ripping us off and ripping us off. And they were ripping off our farmers. And uh, then he shared and he reminded the crowd what he had his he did in his four years that he actually he got the farmers of our country he said 28 billion dollars because of the abuse that they had taken and and then he said you know trump loves the farmers and of course he was in waco and and that's partly farm country there so you got a lot of your um 
your gun-toting um, cowboys and ranchers and farmers uh, that were listening. I mean, they are people of the ground. They're the heartland of America. So he knows how to speak with the audience that's in front of them. You know, these yeah. aren't just regular. Uh, they weren't the, the New Yorkers. They weren't the Wall Streeters. They were the Texaners. So he talked about uh, the great parts of Texas that um, made our nation. Uh, he talked about the Alamo. He talked about the importance of the hardworking and the ethics that they have. And um, really their, their patriotic pride and how important it is to our nation. So uh, he was, it was just, a, I, I was really very inspired by the whole rally. It's interesting. He had picked Waco because Waco was a, a stage for a major government overreach. I remember uh, Attorney General was Attorney General uh, Janet Reno, um, who had, you know, had come in and taken out the Branch Davidians, and they wanted massacring them, burning them down. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, that was the first time I woke up to that. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe our our government did that. You know, and um, I saw a lot of uh, tapes. That was back when it was on VHS, uh, you know, what, what was happening and what had happened to those people, you know, and um, just the false narrative. They were all, you know, stocked up with guns with, and actually technically they were within the legal rights to the amount of guns they had mm -hmm. for the amount of people, you know, and uh, you know, and they, I remember they saying, you know, David Kresh claimed to be God and, you know, they really painted it as a, a wild cult, uh, although it had, cult tendencies but you know i saw the video where he actually said it and it wasn't that he he just said you know you better not be fooling around with that girl otherwise the wrath of god's going to come on you and and i'm god meaning like i'm going to come down on you right you know but right. so they paint this picture at the and they they mm -hmm. begin to dehumanize the people and then yeah. the next thing you know they they come in they have the standoff but you know that's got to be in the memory of a lot of older people like mm -hmm. i remember when the government came and they yeah. wiped the, those people out you know they may not have been the best um, example of, of citizenry, but they mm -hmm. didn't deserve to be wiped out like that. And so it's interesting that he picked a place like Waco. Yeah, so. Sam Faddis did a great sub stack uh, last week on the strategic choice that, you know, I'm sure Trump decides where he's going to have his rallies. So he does everything with with deep pre-thought and tactical purpose. And uh, Fattis, if you get a chance to go back and listen, uh, actually don't listen, read his Substack, Sam Fattis. He was an ex-CIA operative. He's now um, in um, part of leading some of the patriots in the, the state of Pennsylvania to get back their state but he's the real deal. And he brings from a CIA perspective what went wrong. And he was very clear that the bullets were coming from the outside in and not the inside out, that uh, maybe the, the Waco group there was um, defending themselves. But it was a siege of over a month. And they were using CIA torture. They were using... Um, oh, yeah. sonic sounds that they were sending into the atmosphere of, they said, rabbits being 
killed and screams. And uh, it was known kind of terrorist, how you drive a terrorist uh, out. And several of the people in the compound did come out early, but uh, then they brought in, they actually brought in tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Military tanks and that they had these heavy weapons. And so it was just a very bizarre thing. But what happened was a fire started and the narrative was that, that the people in the house started it. And it was quite evident after the fact that it wasn't the people in the house that started the fire and it killed the women and the children. And basically these people were burned alive. Yeah, it looked like the video I saw 20 plus years ago was a tank and at the tip of the the barrel had a flame coming yeah, out. I don't true. know. I, I mean, that's at least what I saw. It's, it's, I can't remember her name who, who put that video on, but um, but yeah, Sandra Thompson or something like that. But yeah, many sure. years ago. So anyway, that I, I think there were, were strategic reasons why it was in uh, Waco. Here's a picture of Trump in Waco, and you can see the unanimous messaging of the troops behind him of uh, witch hunt. And oh, I think he was referring to this um, this uh, Bragg's case that Alvin, you know, Alvin the chump or the chipmunk, Alvin was... Uh, this DA from Manhattan that it is and has been, it has been since he came down the escalator with Melania, um, a witch hunt from the very beginning. And uh, so it, I, I found that that was uh, just a very clever uh, photo that, that he had CNN. It was interesting. Of course he was taunting the press again and uh, he brought up, the the reality you know he was he's speaking to the press he goes i see most of you have already turned off your red lights uh like they they um right. weren't gonna film him they refused to put him on um prime time uh but uh, he mentioned the reality that uh cnn had the worst listenership uh that they've ever had in their history for prime time last week that their ratings are just going down, 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 the down tubes. you know, it's uh, so he taunted them appropriately. And then he, he said, you know, OAN and uh, uh, who are the other um, conservative private OAN and uh, news, Newsmax, Newsmax were there and that they were their ratings were all going up. And so he encouraged his listeners and his watchers to support them. So it was really good after he basically went through what had been happening over the the um, time that that Biden's been in office. He shared, you know, uh, when I get in office, this is what I'm going to do. And I just wanted to read to you a couple of his plans because he doesn't just complain about the other side. He said, I've got ideas. And this is when I get in office, he laid out solutions for a half an hour. And he said, I'm going to end inflation, this inflation nightmare and build the economy like we had it before. And I'm going to reclaim our energy independence 
and dominance like we had a few years before. I'm going to make America the number one energy superpower on earth because he said we have more black gold under us than any nation in the world and we we need to access it. He said I'm going to protect social security and medicare and I think that was a direct hit against DeSantis. DeSantis. Who, uh, I I don't know the whole part cuz I haven't listened to a lot of DeSantis but um I'm he mentioned that that was anti-DeSantis. And then he said, I've got a, this one I found very fascinating. I have a four-year plan to phase out all Chinese imports to gain total independence from China. So I thought that was brilliant. That really was a, a good plan. And he said, I will hold the CCP accountable for unleashing COVID on the earth. And I will immediately sign New ex, um, the their um, their orders that would cut funding from any school pushing CRT and transgenderism and other racial, sexual, and political content. And he said, I'll fight for parents' rights, including universal school choice and direct election as school officials by parents. And he talked about, you should be able to to fire the principal or the the administration at a school Mm -hmm. if you don't like them. And then he talked about defeating the cult of general gender ideology and reassert that God created two genders, male and female. And when he said that, I'll tell you, the crowd went wild and they um, they basically um, couldn't be held back because you could tell these things were on their heart with what are we going to do if we gone over the precipice and we're not going to be able to get back. So I just loved how he, um, he brought solutions. He said he'd revoke every Biden policy promoting the disfigurement of our youth mm. and ask Congress to send him a bill to prevent child sexual molestation. So he, you know, he really is about the children. It's always been about the children and uh, I think it's one of the reasons Melania, uh, we haven't seen a lot of her. She's been going after many things under the waterline uh, in, in child trafficking. And um, she's letting Trump be front and center right now. But uh, their whole motive is uh, they are deeply concerned about children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also uh, wants to keep men out of women's sports. I thought that was a really good one. And I think a one-day voting was another big plus that uh, he was pushing. That could change the just the structure of our country just overnight if we had one-day voting where everybody had a ballot and voter ID. I mean, could you imagine if we really knew who was yeah. voting instead of these cars full of boxes, full of you know midnight riders uh, packing in the the ballots so yeah i uh i was really encouraged by the the the, the, uh just the answers that he gave the the solutions um it it really sounded hopeful it also sounded doable and it sounded major it wasn't like general you know sometimes a politician will just throw general things out there i'm going to reduce inflation and and i'll do that he he tends to say things that show how it would happen without giving too much 
you know, it's funny how everybody's copying, copying uh, what he does now. You know, there was one this week. Uh, I can't remember now. He, uh, oh, TikTok. You know, he was saying, "Hey, TikTok, we we got to get we got to get TikTok out of this country." You know, the Chinese are using it to to pull in data off of uh, everybody, and everybody just got on President Trump for that. Like, oh, you're a racist, you know, because just because it's Chinese, and and now what's happening? You know, there's a European country that just got rid of uh, TikTok. Yeah, France, for all government. Yeah, France, it was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for government, uh, government employees, government phones and stuff, it has to be taken off of that. And so, um, you know, people are starting to see, and it's like Trump was yeah. right again, again, <laughs> over and over. You know, when will these people learn that he knows what he's talking about? He's been around the corner, he's been around the block, he knows what's going on, and he knows how to handle these things. He's a businessman. And so, yeah, it was great. Um, definitely a great speech. I also talked about what China and Taiwan, you know, yeah, lost a lot with the Ukraine and, you know, Ukraine, there's lots of people, hundreds of thousands of people that have been displaced and killed. Um, and I don't think he said it was all Russia. I just said it was lost in that war, yeah. you know, which, um, but then China and Taiwan are next. He was saying, he's been warning us about that. So will that happen? It'll be very interesting to see what the Biden administration, uh, what their reaction would be. You know, they're old buddies with uh, Xi. Yeah. And so, you know, is he, are they going to look the other way? Are they going to stand strong or are they just looking for that war? You know, I mean, there's obviously an alliance, you know, that was just made between China and Russia. Yeah, and that's Iran so bizarre. I mean, it yeah. kind of breaks the narrative, doesn't it, of being friends with China? <laughs> Yeah, it does. But, but you know, maybe uh, Putin and Xi want to take down the deep state. Maybe the maybe the deep state is the worst enemy of mankind right now, of all countries. You know, and it it spills over. It's not just yeah. one country. It's a it's a bunch of elites. And uh, you know, wartime makes what strange bedfellows. You know? Yes, so, it does. Yeah, what he he said was. Um, the greatest enemy to our nation is not Russia. The greatest enemy to our nation is not China. He said uh, the greatest um, enemy to our nation is a weaponization of law enforcement against the opposing political party, having an FBI that won't allow election change and the facts presented to, to the public and then he went in that the greatest uh, threat to our nation is having basically a political party that is against the people. Mm. And uh, I mean, it was very sobering that he was very clear that the enemy is within. It's not out there. We can deal. He said, I can deal with negotiating with China. I can deal with negotiating with Russia. That's what I do. But the only way that we can take care of the deep, and he said, called them the deep state within us as we have got to clean them out. And uh, I mean, he was, he was very clear about um, how that was going to happen. It was basically uh, letting them know that uh, they've got to get out of the positions in business, out of the positions in government, in schools, uh, the border, uh, all the places of influence. So uh, I was, I was very excited by this rally. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's got me thinking also, you know, what am I going to do this coming, uh, this coming term of 2024? Am I going to be a poll watcher or maybe this time I might be a poll worker, you know? So I'm just this speech alone has got me thinking, what can I do? You know, and now's the time, right. To start figuring out, you know, you don't want to have it all filled and they say, Oh, I'm sorry. All our liberal friends have uh, filled in all those spots and you can't do it, be a poll worker. You know, but if you had a bunch of people that were poll workers, you're actually a poll watcher and a worker at the same time, right? Because you would be behind lines seeing the people on your right and your left. And if you see something funny, you can call it out as a poll worker. So, yeah, um, Yeah, that's so good. You know, so that's now's the time to start thinking about that. Start looking at your local county, your local cities and see, uh, you know, how you can get into that position because they're not hard to get yeah. in from my understanding is, you know, to be a poll worker. No, I, I took the training locally. I'm, uh, we're here in Santa Cruz County. You just call uh, and sign up with the county election department and uh, they contact you and you go in for training and then you show up on the days that you volunteer for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot with the elections going on right now. Did you notice um, that Carrie Lake was, uh, she got one win in her election with the Arizona Supreme Court. She got a win and uh, she got a lot of pushback from the Supreme Court. But one of the one things that she she got was had to do with signature verifica- uh, verification, yes. validation. And basically... Um, she had had three whistleblowers that came forward during immediately after the election and during the trial, that jury trial that they had, the judge wouldn't allow their testimony because he had some sort of ruling and the Supreme court found that his ruling wasn't right because how could she have known ahead of time that, uh, that she would have to have uh, these testimonies. And so basically the election office officials um, that were whistleblowers, they reached out to Lake after the election and they urged her team to review the signature. So they basically said, you might want to look at this again. And so her team did review it. And they said they knew that Maricopa County was willfully um, doing some things against the law and against procedure that they ignored some things willfully and that these three whistleblowers were in official capacity for the election office. And they, um, they actually set aside over 130 ballots and said that these signatures do not line up with the criterion that have been set. And so um, what they noticed was somebody upstream from them uh, let all of the signatures except for 17,000 go through. And so um, it was a significant amount of signatures that went through because uh, Katie Hobbs, she only won by 17,000. And so now Mm -hmm. the Arizona Supreme Court is um, allowing this process of signature verification to be challenged and looked at and who knows what that's going to do. 
It was a major win, but you wouldn't have known it had you listened to the fake news because they said most of Kerry Lake's uh, points were knocked down. You know, and they focused in on that. I, I heard, I don't know who was doing it, but I, I heard the reports from the fake news and it was just like, oh, it was such a spin. Ooh, I mean, wow. it's so pathetic. Um, so I guess it doesn't really matter what's reported. It's what matters is what actually happens. And so if this goes yeah. to court and it goes in her favor, then there'll be time for people to say, I told you so, you know, and then they can go back to all those reports and say, remember when they said this, remember when they said that, well, they were wrong. I'm looking forward to that day. And I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I could feel it. Uh, there's a lot of people in the prophetic that, that feel it as well. I, I just, um, I'm looking forward to that day, but you know, we need to carry on, carry that torch and hold strong and not be uh, dissuaded and not be discouraged um, you know, with every battle, there's ups and there's downs, but, uh, you know what it's no matter how hard it is, we can't give up. That's the thing. We cannot give up because yeah. what's the alternative, right? There is, uh, well, we're know, getting little wins too along the way and they're and not going to be so small when they come to the fullness of light. And we've got to remember that the fake news is fake. So we don't want to use those as our, our hope source, do we? No. I mean, if you look at just where we're at right now, I mean, just looking at things, you know, and comparing it to two years ago, what's the difference? You know, most people don't trust the news, even both sides of the aisle. They're start, you know, people are questioning. If you look at these polls, the majority of people think, hey, these polls, they took a poll about this whole thing with the uh, Alvin Braggs versus uh, Donald Trump. And 76% said that either Trump will be come out favorable or it won't make any impact. So that's like three to one saying, hey, you know what? It's it's either positive or neutral, but it's not going to damage him in any way. And, you know, you're always going to have those never Trumpers over there because they yeah. they vote what they want. And, they you know, so you've got that. So the, the media is discredited. I mean, look at the ratings, right? You know, CNN's the lowest it's ever been in prime time. Um, since it's been around. I mean, that is a major thing. People are saying, we're done with you. That's a major thing. You look at all the things that Trump has overcome. You had, what, Russia, 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 uh, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the Mueller investigation. Yeah. I mean, over and over and over, and it just keeps going. The yep. whole Stormy Daniels, the first one. I mean, she wound up <laughs> having to pay him twice. Yes. Twice, attorney fees and all that it stuff. It might be three times. Although it might I be think, three times. Yeah. yeah, three times the lady, huh? Um, so, oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know. Yeah, and then there were all the um, the uh, the unclassified documents, supposedly, that were taken. I mean, it's yeah. been. Mayor Lago. A, a whirlwind. He has got to have so much resilience and. Uh, He's wow. got a lot of prayer. There are a lot of people yeah. praying for him. And, you know, I, I watch ministries and they pray for him all the time, you know, and I think that's where the power and the strength comes from is people are behind him. People are praying and the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, he may not be the, the biggest saint or know scripture inside and out, but God has used certain people for certain tasks. You know, he used Samson, right? Samson yeah. made him strong. Samson had, you know, some rough edges. David had rough edges, right? I mean, he, you know, fell in lust with a, a woman and, and uh, you know, he, he unjustly had killed uh, a man or had a man killed, you know, her, her husband, you know, but yet he had a heart after God. He was willing to be used and God used him. 
you know, Moses, same thing, right? Moses got angry and, yeah. you know, he, he did some things. He killed, he actually killed someone himself, you know, and, uh, but God used yeah. them. The apostle Paul, he used to kill Christians. I mean, he did hunt them down, but he knew, he knew the word really well, at least not with wisdom, but with knowledge and, and memorization. And the Lord's like, I could use that guy. And he winds up telling, you know, using the guy that was so knowledgeable about what the words of the scripture said. And with his spirit, all of a sudden he began to understand. So you know, he's using Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a businessman, a rough man. He's been in rough neighborhoods. He knows how to wheel and deal and and confront. He's not a little ivory hand, you know, soft hand person. And, oh, what should we do? You know, he is a strong man. So God's going to use him. And, um, you know, whether Christians like it or not, uh, there, there are some that don't. And there are many that do. They're seeing yeah. what God is doing. And God's going to use whom he uses you know, it's our self-righteousness that points the finger at people saying, how can he be used? You know, his, I don't like his tweets or, or, you know, he has had a past. He's mean. Yeah, he's mean. <laughs> We're you know? talking about people who torture children and traffic children and uh, our cartels and mafia. He's mean. You yeah. Know? What do you want? You want that or you want that? Or you want nuclear war? Or do you want mean tweets? I mean, you know, it's just... And so he's a fighter and that's what they're not used to it. They are not used to it, you know, and even the justice you find in the scriptures, boy, if you did some of that justice today, you'd be like, wow, we are so, I don't know what it is, but tempered down that, uh, you know, nobody wants to send anyone even to jail anymore. It's like, oh, let's rehabilitate them. Let's, let's educate them and just, you know, let him out house arrest only. I know he only murdered three people, but they weren't yes. that important. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. And it's just like, you Very know what? Strange. Yeah. Raw, raw, well, even raw. Huckabee came out. Uh, Huckabee's pretty, pretty. Uh, he's a gentleman. And, and he said, I'm endorsing Trump. And he said, I don't care if you don't like the way he talks. And so he was really clear to the conservative Christian coalition that stop worrying about, you know, he's not your pastor. He wants to be your president and you need a strong leader. We are trying to stay out of wars. We're trying to negotiate with very difficult people. We have very difficult problems. And so I really appreciated that Huckabee came out and, um, and made an assertion of supporting Trump early uh, in the race so that we can kind of move forward. Let's get past that whole argument. You know, that was kind of yeah. last time people thought, well, he's just not very nice, but who cares? You know, yeah. he, he's nice to us. He actually is, is very, um, what he's doing. It, it's not nice. It's, it's full of love and protection. He's, he's zealous for our nation and he's, he makes it very clear. He will stand between us and our enemies. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he's, he's the man and I am, um, I'm endorsing him early. So there's yep. no doubt Me about too. who I'm going to be voting for. Yeah. You know, the other thing that's in his advantage now that it wasn't a couple of years ago is the whole thing with Twitter and Elon Musk, you know, Elon Musk, uh, you know, in just the short amount of time that he's had it, he's reached over 500 million uh, plus active users uh, you know, this is the bat where the battleground of thought is, right? I mean, you could go to Parlor or True Social, and you know, it could be an echo chamber, but there's where the battle is. You know, 
And uh, apparently it's been become the most downloaded number one news app. Uh, it's, he's removed the child pornography. Yeah. Uh, that was a big, huge thing. Huge. You know, he exposed the truth through the Twitter files. He's removed a lot of the censorship. You know, the censorship was a huge thing. I mean, you know, we all know conservatives that were, were kicked off. Well, now if they're not kicked off this next time around, think about the the advantage of news that's going to get out there, yeah. even during the, you know, the uh, primary cycle and the, up to the election, uh, you know, he reduced the bots. You know, how many people were fooled by bots? You know, it's like one person says, I like Trump. And you get 25, almost the same thing saying, oh, you're evil. You're stupid. You know, he's a white supremacist. And find out those are all bots. You know, yeah. one person represents hundreds. And and the, and, the, and the poor person that said, I'm voting for Trump says, oh, I'm such a minority. What's wrong with me? You know, uh, everyone else must know because there's so many hundreds of people, you know, telling me how wicked I am for supporting Trump. Only to find out it's just a bunch of robots, you know, and just one guy with an agenda uh, portraying himself as thousands. You know, they said there's yeah. over nine what billion posts that were done by like five people and what? that was their job. Yeah, we it was a, no, a number of months ago. We covered it in our show, just a, a news blip, but that's what they do. They were bot farms and they, they they were huge, like one of the biggest and they they were responsible for literally swaying things. And they said, yeah, we've had over nine, I think it was 9 billion posts uh, throughout all social media, you know? And what it would be is it would go viral you know, and the rope, the bots would just go and go and go and it would repeat, and repeat, yeah. repeat and slight changes. They, they were all, all the bots were following Biden. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were, they were. He had so, an incredible bot farm. Oh yeah. I mean, literally thousands of machines that just crank these things out, change a little bit, crank it out again. And so, you know, you have all these people, you shut those bots down and all of a sudden you don't have all these thumbs ups like, oh, you're wonderful. Biden, that was a great speech. Best thing I ever heard. Yeah, and then you find out he was only talking about ice cream. You know, speaking of that, um, you know, that we had a shooting today in a Christian school, which broke my heart. I mean, three children, it was elementary to sixth grade and um, and then a janitor and then two like administrators uh, and they were killed. Six people were killed. Yeah. Um, and it was by a trans uh, woman. So a guy that was or became a woman. And he actually went to that school when he was a child. Um, and so, you know, to me, it is really sad. I, I, you know, he may have been harboring stuff. I don't know what's in his mind, but he wrote a manifesto and he went to that school purposely. And so it was premeditated and he, he picked that school out. And I, I have a feeling it's that maybe he has holding hurts and he focuses in on, you know, these poor kids, you know, the innocent kids, they were all nine years old that got killed, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting because I wind up doing a, mm. uh, going into a study. Cause I thought that's just really weird. What 28 year old woman would shoot up a school. That doesn't sound like something a woman would do. I'm not saying they can't do it. I've just never heard of it. And so it made me do a search on it. And I found this study that was done in Sweden um, 2018. And the study suggested that actually trans women exhibit a male pattern of criminality. And what they found was, is if you compare a violent crime, uh, a trans woman to a man, they were almost the same. It was like 80%, uh, 0.8. Um, 
where if you had compared a trans woman to a regular woman, the trans woman was 18 times more likely to commit the crime. Than so, a regular, than a woman. Than a woman. And if it was compared to a man, it was 0.8. So it had 80% of it. It was almost a one-to-one to a man versus 18 to one. Um, and, wow. and so it was very interesting. It, it just, yeah, it was called fair play for women. That's the, the website. And they had done this study and it was very scientific the way they did this study. They, they, they went just, yeah, it was, they were very careful about it. It was, they didn't have agendas it, and, uh, you know, they, they eliminated some things. It was very scientific, at least what I had read on this thing. And it was, it was quoted a number of times in other uh, publications as well. Well, it's so, almost like a bullying attribute of um, lording over. I mean, I'd always thought of trans women, men who wanted to become women would be kind of a feminine and, and they, they were kind of milky toast and they just, wanted to be in a quieter type of lifestyle. But I mean, this sounds like uh, when, when violence comes forth, uh, I mean, it's kind of like what kind of guy becomes a woman and then goes into women's sports and beats the Dickens out of them in a wrestling match. I mean, that's weird to me. Yeah. But there's just something you know, broken. And, you know, we just got to pray for them. I mean, there's a lot of hurt. I, you know, and I don't know if there's an imbalance with chemicals or if it was a, a trauma that happened, but something happened. And I, I, I personally don't believe that it was God's design. Um, it even talks about the men becoming effeminate is not something to be done. Um, you know, and so all I could say is, um, you know, we, we, we have to love them and, and care for them because they've probably gone through, I mean, they have a high rate of suicide. Uh, you know, I mean, just, just to feel like you're not your own person, you know, so I feel for them. Um, I don't feel for this particular person because of what they did. And I think, you know, they should throw the key away. And well, and, they, they, the police shot the individual's dead. That's right. So it was, yeah. it happened in Nashville. Um, uh, and the school was a, um, Presbyterian covenant. Yeah. So they're just, and it was a small Christian school. It wasn't like a 2000 high school. It was a small grade school of, of kindergarten to to sixth grade. And uh, just a very sad, sad story that this would, this would happen. So she, what he, he, she was shot by police. And um, so that, you know, the, the tale is, is kind of done as far as her part, but the school will be suffering for a long time. The trauma those children had to go through and the terror and the confusion. So watch this. This is how Biden addressed this issue uh, today. Um, so let me just play that. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. 
And you'll hear the Fox commentator on Folks, this uh, in just another minute. It's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? Yes. Your kids, all four of them? Well, stand up, guys. Watch how they react. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. As considering the moment. Um, we were, we were a told that the shooting that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this up off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting from the White House. Yeah. So that is so bizarre, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Pounds in two Sorry, weeks. Things... If you are struggling, still, <laughs> it's okay. That's yeah. okay. He Isn't had, he had a, oh, it's very strange. He had another kind of bizarre thing happened in um, over the weekend when he was addressing. It might have been like Friday, uh, the Parliament in Canada, and he was <sighs> up there. It was just. So strange. And here he is representing our nation to um, Canada. And, and he basically says, I want to thank China uh, for, um, I can't remember why he was thanking him. There was, uh, I can't even remember why it was up there, but it was so strange. And then he realized he was, he was in Canada, not thanking China. And he goes, oh, I mean, I want, I, I mean, Canada, not China. I mean, it was just—it was not yeah. good. They were all laughing at him. I mean, how embarrassing for this country to have someone that's just completely lost their mind. And yeah. you know, it's almost like a Freudian slip. You know, thinking China—he probably thinks China so much it just accidentally came out. You know, with another uh, country that starts with C. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I—I I yeah. just uh, anyway. That's kind of a wrap up of of some of the things. You know. Uh, we've had during the week, but uh, yeah, very embarrassing. Yeah, well, we just want to um, ask God to be comforting those families in Nashville tonight, mm -hmm. and we're, our hearts are with them. Lord, yes. would you you just pour your your spirit out on them, and we mm -hmm. just say thank you that you are watching over America, God, because you are the hope of this nation, and we ask that you continue to keep President Trump in strength and in uh his his um his strong warrior spirit uh-huh amen that's right amen so good night and uh, we'll see you on the next uh wake the bear bye now <laughs>